The following three hours is paid programming. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Folks, this portion of the program on this beautiful, uh, beautiful sunshine. Hope everyone had a nice Easter. It's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Folks, they are open for the season. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane, North Kingstown, right off Route 4. Look for them on Facebook. Uh, pansy flats, pansy bags, beautiful hydrangeas, plus they carry screen lumen mulch. It's the number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, well, joining us right now, and this is very exciting, uh, it's John DePietro on this Monday on AM 1380, 99.9 Point nine FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website topetro.com. Uh, our guest to start off, to me, he absolutely fundamentally he changed Wisconsin. He changed uh, for the people, not the special interests. He has a new project, and I want to welcome. It is a real pleasure to speak to him. He is the former governor of Wisconsin, and now he's starting this Young America's Foundation. And it is uh, Governor Scott Walker. Governor, it's John DePetro, and again, it is an honor to talk to you. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great to be with you. Governor, I want to start off. I mean, you're going to be modest about it, but uh, that was incredible. The uh, eight years, 2011-2019, that you were the governor of Wisconsin, you single-handedly changed the state, gave people, uh, you know, uh, hope, enthusiasm, and paved the way of how you serve the people, not the special interests. Well, thanks. It was one of those where we just did what we said we were going to do. It was the way my parents raised me, and sometimes very proud of that the reforms we enacted, despite all the efforts to intimidate us, are still there. They're still intact. That was incredible. Now, um, now you're kicking off, and you're the first person I'm seeing that's coming close to anything like this. But tell us about, and there's several points. I like that uh, it's basically the long game. Because that's the way you have to play if you really want to go after uh, the other side. But it's the Young American Foundation, YAF. This is the first time people are going to hear about it with Governor Scott Walker. Yeah, in fact, if people want to copy the long game, it's yaf.org slash long game. We'll send you an absolute free copy of our 12-point plan. And you're right, the things we see not only in our college campuses, but in our culture, even in the censorship from big tech these days, this is something the left didn't start doing just last night. They've been doing this for decades, all the way back to Saul Linsky. They've had a calculated efforts to go first into our colleges, then into our schools, into our culture, into our communications. And we got to fight back. doesn't mean we shouldn't be involved in the, uh, the battles of the day, but we've got to have a long-term plan, and that's what the long game is, to restore really the heart and soul of this republic. Now, folks, again, it's Governor Scott Walker. It's... Uh, Young America Foundation, YAF, 12-point action plan. And, Governor, you know, the timing of this is perfect because as I was reading some of it last week, uh, obviously I want to get your reaction to what Major League Baseball announced on uh, on Friday. And then I, I want to tell you that the governor of Georgia is just a hero the way they're pushing back on this whole thing. Yeah, I talked to Brian Kemp the other day and re- reminded him that we were standing with them that they tried to do exactly the same sort of things. They threatened boycotts. They tried to intimidate us. In my case, they even tried to recall election. So, but you got to stand up with the people that put you there. You got to do the right thing. 
I'm convinced he and the lawmakers there will do it. But this is an example of how feelings triumph in the woke world over actual facts. The facts with Major League Baseball is so absolutely ridiculous. I called out their hypocrisy over the weekend uh, of the left. The new law in Georgia actually provides more time to vote in, per, in early voting than in the state of Wisconsin by a couple days. And now Georgia joins Wisconsin and other states that have photo ID requirement to vote, which I signed about a decade ago. The irony is the DNC, the National Democrats, had their convention in Milwaukee, although it was abbreviated because of COVID. But they picked Milwaukee, Wisconsin in a state that has less time to vote early voting and has a photo ID requirement. But they didn't boycott. They did not have their event there. Why? Because they wanted votes of people in the state of Wisconsin being a battleground state. This is nothing but the woke world showing no matter how you move. If if you bow, it's never going to be enough. You've got to stand up and defend what is right and just. And Americans overwhelmingly, uh, doesn't matter by race or even by political affiliation, support photo ID to vote. It's just common sense. Yeah. You know, and again, folks, we're speaking with Governor uh, Scott Walker. Governor, you know, this is... um what did you make of Governor Chris Christie, uh, former governor, I should say? But over the weekend, I mean, basically, that was for for that program and to go on ABC. But I, I think he was right. He basically called President Biden is misleading people. He's he's using the office and he's really the one that kicked off this false narrative that it's like Jim Crow on steroids. Well, it's Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden. The yeah. two of them will lie and, and do just about anything to move the ball and things. This is a guy who claimed two months ago he was for unity. And he's using every trick in the book to pit one group of Americans versus another. I think Chris Christie was exactly right. And and it, not only did they, is it a total scam that they that they really pulled, you know, the wool over the eyes of Major League Baseball, but a lot of corporate America, Coca-Cola, some of the other companies, particularly down there, who don't bother to actually read the law, but who buy into this nonsense. I, with Biden, I don't know which is worse, whether or not he's just incompetent and doesn't even know it, uh, or he does know it, he's just that cynical. But even the Washington Post gave Joe Biden's comments about the Georgia law for Pinocchio. So when the Post, when the Washington Post is saying you're lying and you're on the left, you must really be lying, and that's what's happened with Joe Biden. Now, Governor Walker, take us through your uh, ambitious 12-point action plan. Yeah, for us, again, if people want a full copy, yaf.org slash long game. Uh, we're on over 2,000 campuses across America helping conservative students. I want to be on all 4,000. I want to be not only an undergraduate, I want to be in two-year associate degree programs in community colleges as well. Uh, being in college is great, but we also know we've got to be uh, not only in high school, but in junior high, even down to elementary school. So we're going to start providing uh, programs and services for uh, the parents of elementary school parent uh, students to counter all this nonsense, the 1619 project, all these other things they're trying to teach our young people to hate America. Instead, we want to teach, help teach people why America is great, why our founders were remarkable patriots, and why we're, we're, we have a country based on Judeo-Christian values. We know that we can't just reach them on campus or in the classroom. We've got to reach them in other ways, too. So we want to go to 5 billion new viewers on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, YAF-TV, and over a billion, with a B, billion uh, views out there of our content. These are just a few of the bold ideas in our 12-point plan to get uh, America back on track again with the long game. You know, Governor, in um, this, in the video discussing, again, folks, we're speaking with Governor Scott Walker on the John DePietro Show on this Monday, the Young American Foundation. 
you know, I really related when you said uh, that when you were coming of age that Ronald Reagan, he he had tremendous impact on you. There were many people, you know, former President Clinton said that JFK had had a major impact. That's that's nothing to be underestimated, that when you can hit someone that young, it, it look what you know, it can spark and how you can put them on that path as opposed to this is a very confusing time for young people in our country. Well, it really is. And think of all the bias. My kids are 25 and 26. I remember seeing early on, even in videos that they saw, where you can start to see the influence of the left and their radical ideas. Certainly saw it in school. I know my oldest son, for example, in high school had a great teacher, phenomenal teacher, taught AP government. But even with this great teacher, tried to be fair, tried to be objective. The textbook he brought home one day had a chapter on how Ronald Reagan's tax cuts caused the deficits of the 1980s. Well, you and I and most of your listeners probably know that that's just not true. That's false. The tax cuts actually increased revenues as the economy grew. It was spending from Tip O'Neill and others that raised the deficits during that time frame. But when, when you've got all these things stacked against you, that's why we need to have a long game plan to turn that around. And you're right. I was 12 when Reagan was elected. Probably other than my parents, he had the most significant impact on who I am today. Not only as a conservative, but as an optimist. And that's why this long game plan is very, very optimistic as well. Because we know the reason they're trying to cancel us is because our ideas work. We showed it in Wisconsin. We're showing it across the country. They don't even want young people to hear about it. But when we can show them that our common sense conservative ideas work, we win. Folks, again, right now at 11.15 on this Monday, we'll speak with Governor Scott Walker, his new project, Young America Foundation, YAF. And Governor, if you don't mind, just touch on the fact, because I think what we're seeing with Major League Baseball, the false narrative they put out, uh, you know, Texas, a lot of states are looking at kind of reeling in some very loose restrictions. But look at how, like to me, they, that that's one of the reasons why Georgia jumped in action that way in Major League Baseball is – it's really to try to set an example of what they're going to do if you try to – it's basically just tighten up and have a more of a foundation on, on your voting. Well, it's exactly right. Again, we did this a decade ago. All of our opponents back then said the world was going to come to an end, uh, that, that uh, they particularly tried to claim suppression. And I got to tell you, a decade has passed. Come this May, it will be 10 years since I signed the law. In Wisconsin, this last November, we had the largest turnout in the presidential election in more than 70 years. Over 75% of the eligible voters in the state uh, voted. Now, that defies the fact that 10 years ago, people said if you put photo ID requirements in, somehow that's going to stop people from voting. No, that's nonsense. Overwhelmingly, Americans believe nearly three-quarters say it makes sense. Not only do Republicans and independents... But a majority of the Democrat voters in America polled out there show that they support photo ID. And 69 percent in one of the polls, 69 percent of black voters in America believe that photo ID makes sense. The only people arguing against it are the radicals who who somehow want to try and manipulate, uh, either manipulate the elections or convince people somehow uh, that their opponents uh, are making decisions based on race when they're not. I thought Charles Barkley's comments the other day were quite interesting as well. There's a lot of politicians out there trying to make hey, pitting one group of people versus another based on race. My argument in the long game is we don't pet play identity politics as conservatives. We love America. We want everyone to have the same freedoms and opportunities that we've had. 
and we want that to be passed on to our children and everyone else's children going forward. Uh, folks, again, we're speaking with Governor Scott Walker. Governor, what do you make of um, just the fact, you know, we're hearing you're, you're exactly right with this project, folks. And again, it's the Young America Foundation. You know, Governor, we're hearing all these reports of, you know, in the classroom, the teachers that they they go around the room and they make the the white students apologize to the other students. Students for you know what was done in the past. Uh, last summer, a lot of teachers, public school teachers, they were the ones being arrested for tearing down monuments and uh, act of vandalism. A lot of times, at some of those protests last summer, where there were uh, people being arrested and uh, looting and burning, there were a lot of teachers. People need to recognize that these young minds in the classroom. Who is it exactly that's you know in the front of the class, and what are they teaching? Well, it's a combination of, of calling out the radicals, the radical things they're doing. We have a tip line. In fact, if people just go to yf.org, you can see we've got a section on, on tips where we expose these things. And we've actually had two this week where exposing radical ideas actually got them to pull back. One in which they were going to have a dorm that was going to be segregated the University of, of Nevada in Reno. I mean, talk about, the irony is this is exactly what whites, uh, you know, white supremacists wanted back in the 1950s, segregation, and here they're coming at it from a completely different angle, but it's the same premise. No, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King talked about you know, wanting to live in a society, having a dream where his children would grow up where they'd be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And yet that's a kind of nonsense that's happening all too often in our government-run, government-sanctioned schools. But the other thing to be mindful of, and this is one of the points in our long game plan, is there are conservative teachers, there are conservative professors, not many, um, and then there's even more, beyond just conservatives, who just want to be objective, who, who don't want to push this liberal garbage not necessarily be conservative, but they just want to be fair. And they, just like our students, feel intimidated. They feel marginalized. They, they're trying to cancel them as well. And so one of our action items is to create a network to support educators who either are conservative or just want to be objective uh, about the facts out there because they, too, are feeling the pressure from their colleagues who are trying to cancel them. Can you touch on... Um you know, how the uh, Young America's Foundation would like to set up on the college campuses when COVID starts to become more under control. Is that, are we going to see Governor Scott Walker, are you going to do a, a campus tour? Are you looking for different young leaders or schools to be part of it? How could this work for the Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut area? Absolutely. We've already got a network of about 2,000 campuses across the country, but I want to be on all 4,000. So it's a combination of things. It's individual members, which are not only in college, but high school and even in the middle school. Uh, it's chapters that we have in college and in high school in particular. It's speakers that we bring in. Some of the biggest names in the conservative movement are, are uh, uniquely tied into YF. So guys like Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Katie Pavlich, Rachel Campbell's Duffy, Alicia Krauss. Those are all folks and names from the past like Art Laffer, my good friend who was an advisor for, for Ronald Reagan. We bring them on the campus. We fight free speech, not only to bring those speakers in, but to be able to organize what we found is college campuses across America in particular uh, put the claim to be for free speech, but then they put these tremendous barriers up. 
uh, for exclusively for conservative groups and not for liberal groups. So we come in and aggressively fight back. Uh, we just won not too long ago a suit against the University of California, Berkeley. So if we can win at Berkeley, we can win anywhere. We can win it, you know, you can win at Harvard and Brown and anywhere else across America because free speech is guaranteed in our U.S. Constitution. But my goodness, it should be revered on our college campuses. Yet today, that's where it's most at risk. We will not back down until every conservative voice is heard on campus and in culture all across this great country. Governor Scott Walker, um, you know, I, I flip around in the morning and I did see part of Morning Joe. And Joe Scarborough was saying, well, in Georgia, there wasn't widespread voter fraud. Now, he was saying, think of that widespread. But then many of guests would say, and there was no proof of voter fraud. The, the fact is, there were a lot of questions with a lot of these mail ballot applications. And look at how they thread the needle. No, no evidence of widespread voter fraud. To me, it makes absolute sense to close that window. You know, I like the expression of easy to vote, hard to cheat. Let's face it, you want to make it. Uh, as difficult as possible, keep honest people honest, and don't allow people to basically game and manipulate the system. Exactly right. And when you talk about voting, voting is one of those fundamental rights, uh, and, and as well as responsibility. And so it makes sense. When you look around the world, most people don't realize this. Most countries, including most of our allies around the world, um, have voting on one day, election day. They have it in person and they have it in paper, not by a machine. So all this talk about early voting, that most of that runs contrary to where most places are around the world, uh, not just you know one state versus another here. It is really important. And if, if you allow just one person to go through and vote fraudulently uh, in my state or your state or any other state across America, that canceled out the vote of some other person who voted legally, and that's not right, that's not fair. So the bottom line is you don't have to have millions of fraudulent votes, you just need one, you need to correct it. And the ways to do that with things like photo ID, signature verification, other things that that are just common sense things, which is why, again, it shouldn't be shocking, you know, it's over 50% of Democrat voters versus 24% who oppose uh, voter ID. It's not just a Republican or conservative idea. It's not a race idea because 69% of black voters in one of the polls. Uh, so again, over two thirds think photo ID makes sense. And I think even more do. Uh, they just keep hearing from people like Stacey Abrams that somehow there's some race issue to it. It's not. That's insulting to me to, to imply that some person can't get a photo ID because of the race in and of itself. Uh, I think is a racist statement. Folks, again, we're speaking with Governor Scott Walker. His uh, It's a new, folks, 12-point plan, ambitious, I like it, the long game of Young America's Foundation. Governor, I'm just curious, if I gave you like a magic wand, what what is a way, does Wisconsin have, uh, you know, a good voting procedure laws? In your mind, and you have so much experience with this. What What is the best system and, and how has this broken down? When you think of, you know, it used to be just election day and now it's become election month. And all these people that can't go to the polls and, and an X qualifies as a signature and non-requested mail ballot applications are going out. If I gave you, you know, your king for the day, how do you correct our, our voting and election system? No, I think in an ideal world, other than if you're deployed in the military or at a nursing home or some other way incapacitated, I'd say give everybody a day 
uh, across America to go vote on election day. Uh, vote in person, uh, don't vote by machine, show identification, make sure you have to validate who you are so every vote is protected. Do it all at once, have the results counted all at once, do it in a way that's completely transparent so everyone can see no matter where you vote, whether you vote in a big city or a small town. And I think that would restore, no matter what the outcome of the election is, that would restore a tremendous amount of integrity and legitimacy to the to the process. And sadly, we haven't had not just last November, but for quite some time. One of the key things I would stress, though, is it's not just changing or improving laws, it's enforcing them. In Wisconsin's case, we had strong laws. As I mentioned, I signed voter ID. We have other requirements, but you also have to put some teeth behind it because a good example, uh, Wisconsin uh, has on the books a requirement that to get an absentee ballot, you have to ask for it in writing. Yet in 2020, before the election, the two largest counties in the state, the clerks in those counties went out to uh, parks and handed out absentee ballot requests. That's not according to the law, uh, but yet they were in counties that overwhelmingly Democrat, the district attorneys, the prosecutors there didn't take action. There needs to be a way to make sure that everyone follows the same rules and the same laws, not only in Wisconsin, but across the country. So you prefer, ideally, one day in person and it's it's a piece of paper and it, and yeah. it is paper. And, yes. and I don't even mind if people say it's hard to get there. Give every make it a holiday. Give yes. everybody that day to go vote. Yeah. Uh, then you got no excuse if you can't show up. It's not because of work. It's not because of school. Anything else. I would actually gladly see that. If it was all done on one day, again, the exception being someone in a nursing home signed some sort of an affidavit or someone who's deployed in the military, completely respect that they can't physically be there for that. But all the rest of us who can be there in person, make it easy to vote, but hard to shoot. The governor, I appreciate the time. We're going to let you go in a moment, but I'm just curious. Uh, I had an election expert on last week, and he said that Florida actually now has reformed because of what happened with President Bush and then Gore in 2000, that they, they've really worked hard. And he said that the state of Florida now actually has one of the best systems for voting. I would imagine you're familiar. What would you say are the top three states that are effective and they do their elections the right way? And what are, what are three states, Governor, as that, that you feel that it's just too loose and, and there's just too much margin for error? Well, Florida, without a doubt, and Ron DeSantis is right, they turned things around yep. after all that. They actually wanted the first out, out of the box. I think that they do that very well. Uh, you see in places like the Dakotas, uh, they handle uh, their elections well. Clearly, though, you saw exposed this year, you saw a major problem in Georgia. Yes. One of the big problem states is Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yep. And not necessarily just because of the laws, but because the state Supreme Court overrode the legislature and allowed ballots to come in after the fact. And then two other quick states, California and Nevada. California mails ballots out to everyone, mm. uh, to any address that might have had a voter there. I mean, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out that's just the recipe for disaster. And Nevada, about 90 days before the election, did essentially the same thing that California does on a really last-minute change of the law. And, uh, you know, that that's probably more important than California's because... Nevada ended up being a pretty close battleground state in the presidential election. 
had they not done that, who knows what the results might have been. And one final thing before I let you go. Would you mind just, just explain to people, um, as much as, you know, Stacey Abrams and others say there was there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in, in Georgia. That, that's actually not true. Georgia had a lot of problems back in November. Oh, for sure. And again, across the country, when you look at uh, the, the numbers of voters versus the number of registrations, uh, when you look at claims that have been brought up, we heard this again 10 years ago. We heard this. And then the Milwaukee Police Department came out with a full scale report that showed the documented cases by the police department of people who voted fraudulently. Again, what they do is they use that phrase widespread. You know, they're using it to define out of millions of votes cast where they're, you know, 100,000. No. But one is more than enough, and even if there's a hundred in a close election, right. uh, that can be the difference in an election. So, to me, when it comes to your vote, I'd say to everyone listening, uh, particularly if you're on the bubble on this issue, do you are you willing to offer up your vote to be the one that's canceled out? by someone who votes who's not legally able to or who votes more than once and cancels out your vote, I think most Americans would say, no, that's not fair, that's not right, that's all we're trying to do is have a fair system. Folks, again, he is Governor Scott Walker. It's Young America Foundation, the long game. One more time, Governor, how can people go online to learn more about this? yaf.org slash long game. We'd love that. If, you have a, if you're a student listening, if you know a student, student in your family, neighbor kid or you just want to help us reach more young people across america join us in the long game uh, we really got to restore the health and safety of this great uh, this great republic that we live in and we're fighting for it we need your help governor scott walker governor I'm really honored to speak to you keep up the fight thank you for joining us we'll talk to you again my pleasure Have all right one. folks there it is governor scott walker right here on the john DePietro show now right now it is 11 31 it is monday uh, I really admire what he did in the state of Wisconsin. Don't get a chance to speak with someone like that uh, all the time. And I just thought um, I was very, very happy. And, folks, he, he, we have to fight back. We, we have to fight back. So, again, good morning. I hope everyone had a good Easter. It is John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. <coughs> Excuse me. On this um. Sunny Monday, I want to remind you, I'll bet there's people and you're looking outside and now, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Yesterday it was cold, but it wasn't, it was dry. And today is also uh, dry. I like Easter Monday. Hey, remember, call our friend at Bethel Softwash. Call Jared today. You can um, free same day text estimate, actually, as much as I say call. It's actually better if you just text him. Free same day text estimate for Jared at Bethel certified softwash. You can contact him at 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Bethel certified softwash. Let's get rid of outside your home. Let's get rid of the grime and the algae and the moss that maybe builds up some of the grass stains, the dirt. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Now, they have a great website, RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com, RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. It's Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. And whether it is for, uh, you know, an industrial building or a restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck, maybe over the weekend you had the grandkids over and they couldn't, they didn't want to play on the basketball court because you had some some moss or algae that was growing there, a walkway or your patio. Contact Jared today. The website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. You can also find him on Facebook. But again, you can call or text him. 
the easiest thing to do is let's just say on the side of your home or a walkway and you have some green algae or moss and you want to get rid of it, take a picture of it and then text it to Jared at 401-617-2585, Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash. It's terrific. He'll get rid of it and it doesn't damage the surface. Get in touch with them today. Well, folks, again, good morning. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, it's interesting. Friday night, that uh, Major League Baseball, that, that, that was a mistake. You know what's happening right now? And I will play Governor Chris Christie, I thought yesterday, was, um, was terrific. I, I'm telling you right now, right now it's 1134 in this Monday. Wherever you can hear my voice on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or maybe a listing online at the website dipetro.com. President Biden, you know, look look at what's happening right now. People, this was supposed to be these people voted for him, thinking different than you know. Let's call it what it is, different than Trump, right? Unity. It's really all becoming. It was like it's just a bunch of lies. He is. Biden is leading us into a full-scale race war. That's what we're on the path for. I mean, I I don't say that lightly, but, excuse me, he completely misused his office. We are on a path for just a a full-scale race war. Look at the narrative right now. He was the one that stood up there and talked about Georgia and this whole business of Jim Crow. And even the people on the other side are trying to say, well, wait a minute. You know, maybe it, that, that's a reach. And again, I, I was flipping around in the morning. I like to, I'll watch Fox and Friends, but I like to know what Scarborough and company are saying. And even they were saying, well, it was a little unfortunate because now it undermines and it's not Really, Jim? Well, that's what he said. And then he even said, oh, this isn't even Jim Crow. This is Jim Eagle. This is Jim Crow on steroids. And then he gave out false information. You can't vote till five o'clock. Can't give someone water waiting in line for, well, first of all, it's not five o'clock. That's not true. So that was a lie. He and Obama, of course, applaud Major League Baseball. Folks, and behind this, you can't escape the narrative of what's playing out right now, which is the Officer Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis, of which there are articles being written saying that people of color that are watching this are, are absolutely mortified and are having shopping, shocking reactions. And they just keep showing the video over and over and I can't breathe and please and... I mean, it, it is, and Biden, he is throwing gasoline on a fire. And let's, let's be honest. You know, I've tried to be polite about this. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't. So he didn't write that line. Someone wrote it for him. See, this is the problem. Because he's the president, but he, I, I've tried to be polite about it. And I've tried to, you know, no, I, I don't, I won't say he fully has dementia or Alzheimer's, but He's also not, you know, top of his game, so to speak, right? He's definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed. 
If you arrived at the hospital and Joe Biden was the surgeon, you're not letting that guy operate on you or any member of your family. And I can't think of a company that would allow him to be like, that's our CEO. If that were a situation, they'd be already talking about replacing him and thanking him for his service. Let's call it what it is. That was irresponsible and very inflammatory. And all these people on social media, and so much of this comes out of that, they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, I, I, um, I was in Newsweek over the weekend. They picked up on a tweet that I put out that rocketed. And it's factual. I know many of you are not on Twitter, but I live on Twitter. Um, it, it, it's just um, he is just irris- he is just irresponsible. And I'm going to play. Chris Christie called him out for it, and they were all aghast. But they also he he wasn't wrong. You know, they they talked about, and they like to talk about, I should say, how they're always going after the Trump lies and Trump's a liar and da-da-da and Trump lied and da-da-da. Well, you know, I, I tweeted out, so Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game. By the way, that was a mistake. Baseball's in trouble. You know, I heard the Joe show, and I don't get to hear that, all of it, but... I'll be honest. I mean, I, baseball is a game in trouble. They they won't adjust the game. It's slow and it's boring. And now they just offended their fan base. You can't go to Fenway Park and pick up tickets at the will call window unless you have a photo ID. If you go to the, the window picking up tickets, what's your name? If you don't show them a photo ID, they will not give you the tickets. You go to Fenway Park, you go up and say, I'd like to buy two Budweiser's. It doesn't matter if you're 90 years old. Every person must show an ID. Every person, every person that asked to buy alcohol at Fenway, regardless, they don't try to make a judgment. They don't try to say, "Eh, I think he looks old enough. You could be 100 years old in a wheelchair. Let me see a picture ID. That is the rule. However, they think that you should be able to go to vote without an ID. Does that make sense to anybody? It's my constitutional right to vote. But there are restrictions. Let's be very clear about that. That's true. However, can you vote tomorrow? Can you vote wherever you want? No, you have to go to your assigned place. Can you be 16? No. You have to be 18. Okay. So can you just decide you're going to write in who you want to vote for and mail to them? No, you have to fill out the ballot. So you have to be 18. You're supposed to be an American citizen, except in Rhode Island when Nellie Gorby allows the illegals to register to vote. <clears throat> Is it we're really asking that much that these people feel it's racist to say you need to show an ID. Major League Baseball, what a joke. Well, they've lost me. I'm not going to attend a game. I will not watch a game. And by the way, in fairness, the game is too slow and boring. Even last year, Big, Big Poppy said it's slow and boring. Everything's either strikeout or home run. 
strike out a home run. They yank the pitchers in and out. Too many guys can throw 100 miles an hour. Strike out a home run. It's boring. It's too slow. They need like a pitch clock, like in basketball. They also shouldn't be able to yank all these pitchers out. If you get pulled in, you should have to face a certain number of batters. There's a lot of different things they could do. Too much time in between pitchers. Ridiculous. And this is what they decide to do. That was a mistake. You know, that was a mistake. And now they're trying to say, oh, look, now in Texas, look what they're going to do in Texas. Texas is trying to um, get there. This we're, we're talking about is, is anybody, anybody right now, is there anyone that is comfortable with Nelly Gorbia sending out these unsolicited mail ballots? Anybody? I don't know anyone. You shouldn't be. Everyone got one last year, right? Everybody. Unsolicited mail ballot applications. Well, other states don't have them. And Rhode Island should not have them. Because, as Governor Walker just mentioned, it's so easy for fraud. It's so easy for fraud either way. And I know, and by the way, my tweet was retweeted 890 times. It generated 537 comments and was liked to over 2,000 times. So people agree with me. By the way, then there was also unbelievable pushback. Asking for an ID is racist. How is that racist? So if someone who's black goes into a liquor store and the person working in the liquor store says, may I see an ID? So that's racist. Well, (coughs) let's go to the airport. Can you get on an airplane without showing a legal form of ID? No. Can you purchase a ticket? No. Can you open a bank account? No. Well, then why why is it racist to ask someone to show a legal form of ID if they're going to vote? And many states like Rhode Island, they give them out for free. Baseball's made a mistake, but Biden is fanning the flame. President Biden, I think, I think he he is on his path. He is going to lead this country into a full scale scale race war. You know what else is kind of comical? Is suddenly now, I noticed these different um, progressive journalists that now now suddenly they love baseball. Suddenly now they're they're all talking how much they they love baseball. Let me play a little bit. This is uh, Chris Christie yesterday on this week with um, Stephanopoulos. Chris Christie, Rahm Emanuel, the CEO of Democracy for America, Beth Simpson. And we want to welcome Sarah Isger, our newest ABC News analyst. She's a veteran of the Trump Justice Department, also a political analyst for The Dispatch. Chris, let me begin with you. You have a baseball affiliation now, one of the newest members of the Mets board. Was this the right move for the MLB? Listen, it's just a symptom, George. It's a symptom of what's going on in our country right now. I mean, let's talk about what the Georgia law is really about. 
because we haven't had much of that. Dropbox has now become a permanent part of the Georgia landscape. They were not prior to COVID. They are now. Minimum of 17 days of early voting, including two Saturdays and two optional Sundays. You're going to have all voters being able to have multiple ways to prove who they are. Driver's license, class four numbers, your social security number, even a utility bill or a free ID provided by the state of Georgia. Um, and voting is going to be till from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. As it is right now in Georgia, this is what so we what call. What is it a symptom of? It it's, it's a symptom of. It's a symptom of this, George. And 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 I and I hate to come in here this morning to say this, because I sat here and listened to the president's inaugural address, and I just want a couple of real quick points from it. Politics need not be a raging fire that destroys everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated or made up. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule, 84 days. And now he's lying to the American people, George. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. I'm very disappointed. Yvette, he did make some misstatements uh, about the bill. The bill basically... Misstatements about the bill. He did lie. That was Chris Christie yesterday. You know who else, folks, is just a hero? Is this, uh, boy, the governor of Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp. He just doesn't back down. Let's hear a little bit of Governor Kemp. For anybody that's out there thinking that any kind of snowball effect is going to have an effect on me, it will not. Because we have... Governor Brian Kemp, Governor of Georgia, not backing down. We have worked in good faith with the business community, with the chambers of commerce, with some of these same companies that have flip-flopped on this issue. We had worked with their folks and they were, they knew exactly what was in this bill. And I'll let prior statements and statements after that speak to that fact. But I know in my heart what is in this bill. This bill is creating more accessibility and for us to continue to have better processes in the state that are secure for every vote, no matter who you are. And I don't think we need to apologize one bit for that. Look at that. Guys, I hear all the time out loud. And I will tell I will tell you, these other events, other corporations, or if you're like me, if you're a, you know, I'm a CEO too. I'm just not as big as some of the ones that have been gaining a lot of attention because I've been a small business owner for over 35 years. And that is the backbone of our economy. But you now have a choice. You can bow down to this cancel culture because I will just, I'll give you a warning. If you do, it's never enough. That's right. It will never be not every hero wears a cape, folks. Not every hero wears a cape. That is the governor of Georgia. He is exactly on the money. 100% on the money. Folks, good morning. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, now listen, this time of year, <coughs> you want to make sure that you have uh, everything you need as you're going to start to switch from heating 
to cooling. And that's why you want to call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogs. The guy is just terrific. And they'll come right out to your home. He likes to say, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Call them today at 401 732 6562. They're also on web on um, Facebook and then their website is recooganheating.com. Well, folks, good morning. Right now it's 1149 and it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And you can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. And folks, don't forget at the website, which is uh, depetro.com. <coughs> Um, if you do, you need a handyman on this Monday. Do you need a handyman for deck staining, or maybe some light painting, or just regular handyman services? Contact Jamie. Now link through right at the website depetro.com, and it's Jay Freitas Construction. You can call him at four zero one. 837-4545. 837-4545. Do you need a handyman? I have a great one. Jay Freitas, F-R-A-T-U-S, Jay Freitas Construction. Jamie can do it all from deck staining to light painting and also interior painting and handyman services. It's always good to have a handyman. Uh, and again, you can link right through at the website to petro.com. But folks, this is very significant what's going on because... Um, and Chris Christie's exactly right with that. He is, and I give him a lot of credit. <clears throat> he um, he is a hundred percent right about that. And that governor, boy, the governor of uh, of of Georgia is Governor Kemp. I mean, there's a leader, and I love. We're not going to bow down. Now, I also want to play. I like to surf around. This is Joe Scarborough saying, talking about the American schools and the unions. Enough is enough. It's time to open up these schools. You know, there's still some school districts with the teachers union now saying, well, they're still not sure whether or not if they're going to open in the fall. Still not sure about that. So they're not sure exactly what their what their plan is and whether or not they're going to do that. So it's it's absolutely outrageous. And they should be open. And they need to be open. Here's, um, let's see, I think this is a little bit of uh, Joe Scarborough this morning. Uh, with my boys, uh, and we watched uh, the Red Sox, a, a difficult weekend. I will tell you, seriously, what was more difficult for me was driving through Boston. The city is abandoned. You know what? We, we mock him uh, for good reason. Many of the things that Ron DeSantis say, we've been very concerned about Florida, you look at a lot of the pictures and there's just rank irresponsibility. Uh, he seems to be trying to, quote, own the libs uh, with, with uh, every statement he makes. At the same time, you go to the other extreme. I don't look at what Charlie Baker and the state of Massachusetts is doing. I'm telling you, it's like going back 10 months. Uh, almost all the buildings were shut down. Almost all the restaurants were shut down. I know a lot of the schools are shut down. I mean, th- there there is a happy medium between there. And uh, with a mental health care crisis exploding the way it is right now, and every
every mental health provider I talk to says we are now at a tipping point. Charlie, I know you, like me, we're conservatives, but we've been urging caution through this pandemic. Yeah. I think the caution now goes to the other side. People need to start opening up. We've got one out of three Americans at least partially vaccinated. Four million Americans got vaccinated on Saturday. Deaths and hospitalizations are plunging. It is time to open every school. It is time to start opening up cities like Boston. The mental health of Americans requires it with all of these vaccines already in the arms of Americans. Well, you're, you're right. We're in this race, though. We're in the race between the, the vaccination and the herd immunity and then the recklessness of, you know, some people in you know the country who are not observing any of the limits whatsoever. But but you're right. Look, um, this country is there's is pent up demand. It's like a, it's like a wound spring that people are just ready to get back to their lives. And you mentioned getting back to school. Look, this has got to be the number one priority, you know, and um, it's not a good look uh, from some of the uh, teachers unions who are continuing to resist going back to school uh, even after they've been vaccinated. Look, we got to get the kids back to school. We're not going to get back to normal until we do that. Uh, the the science would make it seems to make it very, very clear that you can reopen the schools without a significant health danger. So absolutely, we need to get back to school. Um, here in Wisconsin, we're much more open than you described in Boston. We're not yet at Florida levels, but you know, I, I guess the, I guess my concern is that we're at the what three yard line right now. Let's not spike the football at the three yard line. Let's take all of the precautions, but uh, the clock, the, the, the clock is ticking. Look, I mean, you know, by the end of this month, by the beginning of May, people are going to go back to their lives, whatever the rules are, whatever the guidelines are, or whatever the shutdown rules are. Yeah, the, the clock is ticking, but we're not on the three-yard line as it pertains to schools. A month ago, Anthony Fauci and others were saying, it's time to get kids back in school. I'm sorry if politicians are scared of teachers' unions. I really am. If you're really that weak, that you're not going to do what's in the best interest of children after Anthony Fauci is telling you to open up the schools, I feel sorry for you. Because you need to do what's in the kids' best interest. And you know what? Again, let me be very clear. We, we're not at Easter of, of 2020 when Donald Trump was recklessly saying open the country. We're at Easter. We're past Easter of 2021 when one in three Americans have had at least one of their vaccinations. Uh, and and we had four million vaccination shots given the other day. We, we have, have made great advances over the last year. We understand what causes COVID and what doesn't cause COVID. There is no reason why buildings across Boston and this country can't open up, at least partially open up, where N95 masks require six-foot distancing, have proper ventilation. Enough is enough. Follow science. It's what we were saying when we were criticizing Donald Trump. That's what we're saying now. Follow the science. And if you follow the science, every school should be opened in America. You know, that was, um, again, folks, good afternoon. Uh, well, good morning. It's John DePietro at 1146. Now, the only thing is, <clears throat> well, the only problem with that is the teachers unions don't want to listen. Now, again, I mentioned the website. And I also want to remind you on the sunny Monday. Maybe you could use some new furniture. Why not take a ride over on this right now, on this sunny Monday? Hope everyone had a nice Easter weekend. I was dealing with an Easter skunk. 
out in broad daylight in front of my home. We even did a uh, Facebook Live on it. Um, <clears throat> but why not take a ride over to CC? But Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. You can call them at 737-0100. Whether it's a new mattress or a recliner or a sofa, park right there, right off of Route 37, up to five years, interest-free financing. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. They offered credit financing. Stop it and see Steve. Gilmore Furniture, 737-0100. Now, again, that was um, this morning, I should say. And, and, and this situation with the schools, I mean, think, think how ridiculous that is. But I want to go back to, uh, boy, Chris Christie was great yesterday, yesterday. Let me play that one more time, folks, on uh, this week where he, he started to talk about Biden. It's just a symptom. Because he's exactly right. It's a symptom right. of what's going on in our country right now. <clears throat> now. Let's talk about what the Georgia law is really about. Uh, because we haven't had much of that. Dropbox has now become a permanent part of the Georgia landscape. They were not prior to COVID. They are now. Minimum of 17 days of early voting, including two Saturdays and two optional Sundays. You're going to have all voters being able to have multiple ways to prove who they are. Driver's license, last four numbers, your social security number, even a utility bill or a free ID provided by the state of Georgia. Um, and voting is going to be till from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., as it is right now in Georgia. This is what so we what call- what is it a symptom of? It it's, sounds it's, like a symptom of it's a symptom of this, George. And, 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 I, and I hate to come in here this morning to say this, because I sat here and listened to the president's inaugural address. And I just want a couple of real quick points from it. Politics need not be a raging fire that destroys everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated or made up. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule, 84 days. And now he's lying to the American people, George. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. I'm very. Well, he's exactly right, folks. He is. Uh, Chris Christie is exactly right with that, as a matter of fact. And it's about time that someone call him out on it. All right. Now, next hour. Right now, it's 1159. Uh, it's John DePietro on this Monday Next hour, I will touch a little bit more on this situation with voting because it's wildly important. There is a rally tomorrow, but then also restaurants are in a lot of trouble in Rhode Island trying to get some people, trying to get workers in. If you're a small business owner, listen up. What we're going to do is we're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. I'll be back on the other side. We're live until 2 o'clock. It's the John DePietro Show right now. Stand by for the 12 o'clock news.